Ho, ho, it's a Thanksgiving miracle of Christmas holiday delight time on the newest Minnesota installment of Dad and Lovely here with your regular ass host, your good buddy Uncle Ben, and your irregular ass host, my wife. It's a me. Woo, that's right. And it's a miracle because this has got to be the earliest we've watched a Christmas movie in the holiday season. It is a scant oh, 100%. halfway through November. We are not, you know, the day after Halloween putting up the Christmas tree people. We're not that at all. Keep your trees in boxes, kids. Come on, man. Stay out of Halloween's turf. Or in the ground if you're one of those live people. If you're one of them live tree folk. That's right. Yeah, we usually pretty well wait until the December month to get into some Christmas flicks. But whenever you told me the other day that there was a new Christmas horror flick starring a Justin Long and it was in the theater and we just happened to have a rare free day on a weekend. I think our last, let's see, our last free weekend was six weeks ago. Our next one will be in January, right? That is correct, sir. Oh boy. So of course, what do we do? We see a movie and turn it into work. Woo! I have a healthy work-life balance for sure. But uh, we went and just seen It's a Wonderful Knife, which you sold me on just because you said it's a Christmas horror movie and it's got Justin Long. Uh, we've we've been big old Justin Long supporters for quite some time. Oh, yeah. I think um, I think Kevin Smith is what turned me into a Justin Long fan. Yeah, probably. Honestly, and yeah. it's... What, Jeepers Creepers didn't do it? You know it didn't. No, not so much. Yeah, but seeing him and all the Kevin Smith flicks and stuff and then seeing him, you know, with movies like Barbarian... Yeah, Tusk, obviously, all that stuff has definitely turned us into some big old fans. So we'll go check out a Justin Long movie. And uh, so you told me this thing was in theaters. It was out. We had a free day. Might as well go and check it out. So we are here to be giving you guys a, at first, spoiler-free review of it. And then we're going to get a little spoilery later on. But there's not really that much. It's not, a pretty simple movie. Yeah, there, there's not a lot to be spoiled. I thought I had seen a trailer for it, and I had not. The tagline for it said... It's A Wonderful Life meets Scream. And I have never actually sat down and watched It's A Wonderful Life from point A to point Z. Like, I've watched it piecemeal. And I know about it because I took film studies in college. So, like, I know the important parts and what makes it a classic. And I've seen... I have seen this movie in its entirety. Just never sat down on a couch and watched it completely. Yeah. I, I don't really know that much about the original. It's one of those ones that everybody kind of knows about just through cultural zeitgeist stuff, and it's like in every other movie you see, but this is not one that we usually watch. We are some Christmas movie-watching folks, especially for a bunch of fucking heathens uh, that don't necessarily yeah. love Christmas all that much, uh, but we do love some Christmas movies, and I didn't grow up watching It's a Wonderful Life, so... There might be some like little tiny stuff that this is aping and referencing that just flew over my head because I'm just not that familiar with the original. Well, yeah, like I know there's one major glaring part where it's where she makes the wish like on the docks kind of by the water. Yeah. That's exactly how George Bailey makes his. Okay, you get the names and everything. Okay. Yeah. So like I mean like like I know this movie very well. I took film studies. So I've just it's never interested me that much. It doesn't seem like that good of a movie. <laughs> When I think of It's a Wonderful Life, I think about, this is fixing to get real fucking homeschool. Are you ready for this? I think about my old church's pastor 
which was also the father of one of the prominent homeschool families. Oh, oh we're getting deep into Morristown. Oh, man, in our little homeschool co-op that we had. Nerds. Yeah. And uh, they hosted a Christmas event shindig thing over at their house with our church slash homeschool group. That doesn't sound like a cult at all when I say it out loud. Not in the least. No need to be afraid, kids. Mm, 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 mm. And uh, that movie made him weep like a child. Just a sobbing, (laughs) sobbing preacher mess. Oh, no. Yeah. So, like, it was on... I was hanging out with my other homeschool buds, probably doing fucking sick as shit shit, you know? You playing the um, Bible games on Nintendo? Hell yeah, those unlicensed Bible games. We probably were. So I didn't really pay attention to the movie. I just recall being like, Pastor Bob's weeping. He is <laughs> sobbing. He made the pastor cry. Oh, man. So that's what I think about when I think about the original. So I don't have any particular fondness for the OG, so it's not like I'm going in being like, they slaughtered... A Christmas classic by turning it into a killer movie. It's nothing really like that. Like, this is very much continuing, I mean, kind of a trend that we've seen over the past few years of taking genre staples and making them horror. So, like, uh, which I think is fun. Sometimes it's fun. Freaky was really fun. Dude, Freaky was so surprisingly fun. It's Freaky Friday and horror. And actually, this was written by the same guy. Oh. So he just loves doing that. That's fair. I mean, he's got my money. Like, it's atmospheric. If you give me, like, a holiday movie, especially if it's, like, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, I will uh, I will be there. I'll it's watch it. It's an easy it. end. You yeah. Know? It's an easy I end. Don't need, I don't require a lot. <laughs> well, we just watched uh, Totally Killer, which is Back to the Future and horror. Correct, yeah. And that was fun. It was, Like, I would never say that, it's, oh, man, it's such a great movie. But no, it was, it was a fun movie. And it was made by people in my generation for people in my generation, and I liked it. Yeah. This one is okay. It's not as good as either of those. No, it's, it's not. all right. Um, I didn't absolutely hate it. Uh, there's not really much about it that I loved. We'll kind of give you guys some of the positives and the negatives as we go through here. But it was all right. I'll tell you this. like, It's a Shudder uh, production, which means... Probably by December, it will be streaming on Shudder. Yeah, yeah. And if it's streaming in two weeks and you have Shudder and you have a free Saturday, Sunday during the holiday season and you want to watch a Christmas horror that you've not seen before, you could do worse. Oh, you could do way, way, way worse. It's nowhere near the level of something like Krampus. Krampus Don't fuck with Tony Collette. No, huh? No, no, no. Unfuckwithable. It's better than... I'd watch this again before, like, Anna and the Apocalypse. I hated that. Yeah. The musical one. Is that a one. Christmas? Oh, I remember. Yeah. Is that a Christmas movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie sucks. Yeah, we did that a couple of years ago on the show, and I, I just don't like that one. This is at least better than that, but it's still just okay. Maybe we'll hit him with some positives first, man. So the reason that we went to see this movie is Justin Long, and Justin Long, <laughs> as always. Easily the best part. Yeah, he does not disappoint. He's, He's fucking great. definitely doing an impression of somebody. And I just don't know who it is. I'm sure, like, I no. need, I meant to look it up, actually, before we hit record. Because it, he is, that voice is so bizarre. He's obviously doing, a, like, this is going to be a funny impression. Yeah, yeah. There's, like, affectations of various politicians and TV preachers all kind of rolled into one. Like, with his spray tan and those fucking fake-ass chiclet teeth he had, he was giving me big-time Uncle Baby Billy vibes, which I appreciated, but not Southern. Just like sleazy, yeah. 
politician kind of guy. The the spray tan was amazingly distracting. Yeah. <laughs> he was just orange. And just his speech patterns and stuff were so ridiculous, man. He was giving it his he, all. He just had that like high pitched. Oh, man. He was great. It was so weird. Maybe a little underused in the movie. Oh, I mean, yeah. he's, he's not the main character uh, or anything, so he couldn't be in the whole thing. But every time he was on screen, he was totally tearing up. He was really, really great. Uh, Joel McHale, who we love from Community, was in this. Yeah, and um, Becky. Becky. Wasn't he the dad and Becky? Wait. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I thought you meant someone named Becky was in the movie. I was like, wait, who's Becky? I don't know it's about a mystery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Joel McHale in this, uh, he's okay. Honestly, they could have gotten anybody else other than Joel McHale it, to play It didn't have to be Joel McHale. No? Uh-uh. Um, especially when you've got, you've got Justin Long playing a great asshole character, and Joel McHale is also great at playing snarky asshole characters. Oh, yeah. You don't need two in the same movie, and he wasn't really doing snarky asshole in this. He was just stoic businessman. Yeah, just kind of stoic dad. Yeah. Could have gotten about anybody to play him instead of Joel McHale. But, I mean, Joel McHale didn't do bad. He did fine. But I just I think this role was beneath him. Yeah. Yeah. Our main girl, I I didn't recognize her from anything. She was in uh, Yellow Jackets, which uh, oh, we, we've not seen watched. That. Yeah, I need to watch. That's, her, that's a rough watch. That's going to be... that. That's coming up on my to-be-watched pile. Yeah. But I don't know her. I thought she was, she was fine. Both of the main girls, it felt like... Off-brand Maya Hawk. Yes. And off-brand Greta Gerwig. Okay, see, she was giving me off-brand um, uh, who's playing fucking Sabrina in the new Sabrina series. Shipka. Yeah, Kieran Shipka. Totally killer, again. She was kind of giving me off-brand Kieran Shipka. I don't see that, but yeah. she she definitely reminded me of Greta Gerwig. I can see that, too, yeah. Actually, yeah, like it, make it, I could totally see that. She was okay. Um, off-brand Maya Hawk. I didn't check to see what we know her from. I thought that she did pretty well, too. Let's, I can look up their names. Maybe give them that IMDb. That we, that we don't have to treatment. call them by fake names like a bunch of assholes. Well, you know. It's not like we're doing a podcast or something. Not like we're supposed to be experts here. Uh, I thought that she did pretty good. I thought that her status in the movie as like the weird girl in town, man alive, it just made me think this this whole town was just mean as fuck. Like, how oh, I weird know, right? was she? Like, people... Adults were calling her weirdo. Yeah. And, like, people were, like, throwing full drinks at her multiple times and just treating her like fucking shit. And, I mean, she's, like, a little homeschooly, sure. Like, she's a little shy, but... <laughs> Nothing God damn, dire. man. This is the meanest town in the world. It's like, let this fucking town crumble. If they're that mean to somebody who's just a little shy, damn. So, not Greta Gerwig is Jane Whittup. Okay. And not Maya Hawk is Jess McLeod, who has been in. She's in Brand New Cherry Flavor. I've heard that's good. Not watched it though. But she's been in a lot of stuff. She was pretty good. I didn't yeah. really have a whole lot of complaints she, about she's her. She's she had a lot of horror movies under her belt too. Yeah, just her her character was unfairly treated in the movie, and then also she had a lot of moments, which this is just fault of the writing in general. Where it's like, suddenly she knows stuff because she knows stuff. Like, once we go into yeah. the world where our main girl has never been born and she meets Weirdo, Weirdo instantly figures out, it's like, oh, it's because of this and this. See, this thing happens with the Aurora and it means this. Like, she just figures all this shit out for no fucking reason. Now, the Winnie said 
I wished on the Aurora. Yeah. And then she just kind of... So, I mean, it is bad writing, but she did just kind of run with it. Yeah. But she did have a nudge to get to that research. Yeah. She did all right. I think the soundtrack was fun in the movie. They did a great job on making it sound like spooky Christmassy. Yeah, it's all like minor key versions of Christmas songs. You know, that would just make like sense, subtle, yeah. uh, subtle little nods to familiar Christmas classics, although they put them in like harmonic minor or something just to make them sound a little bit more eerie and sad. That was fun. Color palette you pointed out early on. Yeah, it was the you had the bright cherry red and the bright like pine green, like absolute American classic Christmas colors and just everywhere. And as soon as she goes back into an alternate reality, it was all black and gray with just all the Christmas lights were like kind of blue Super tinted. pale, icy blue, almost like a fluorescent light in an office, like lifeless blue. I mean, I'm not going to agree with that because fluorescent lights are either pink or green, but I understand what you're saying. Sure, <laughs> sure. I like what they did with that. It was kind of fun seeing the alternate world where everything was very cheerless and people are like Smoking crackheads. Crack. Dude, like, like, okay, all right. We can't show marijuana anymore because we've agreed as a society that marijuana is not bad. Well, and in the good world, the same people were doing like weed gummies. Oh, yeah, that's right. They were were talking about weed gummies. Yeah, they go straight to smoking (laughs) crack. crack. It's a crack did. Because (laughs) that girl wasn't born. Right, yeah. What? (laughs) That made... No sense. No. I mean, it's fun and funny just to be like, oh, it's all scummy and run down and not super not festive. But really, just because she wasn't born, everybody smokes crack? This might be considered under spoiler section. So I don't know. I don't know where this line is because we're trying, kind of all over this of spoiler and spoiler. It's a simple ass movie. So when she... So kind of spoilers, I guess. Just prep. So in It's a Wonderful Life, it's George Bailey, and then the angel who's kind of with him is Clarence, and that's what they're referencing when they're like, oh, I thought you were George mm-hmm. Bailey, I, you, you were know, I thought you were Clarence, yeah. That's what it's referencing, but in the original It's a Wonderful Life, George Bailey goes back and he sees that he's such a good and kind person, he matters to all these different people's lives because you know, he interacts with them and he loves them and he cares about them and he makes a difference in all of these different people's lives that he talks to all the time, every day. And, you know, Clarence is the angel that kind of guides him through all of that. In this movie, she does this one thing. She performs this, like, great action. And that's what changes the trajectory of the town and it's not necessarily who she is as a person. Yeah, that's true. And that's kind of the... That's where it's off for me. Yeah. Well, because in the original, like you said, that the, the tale is about the the effect that your life can have on others. But with this being a horror movie, it's like there has to be an antagonist. There has to be a bad guy. And then it's like, well, with that in mind, doing It's a Wonderful Life plus a bad guy doesn't make a ton of sense. The kills in this one are great, though. Which, See, I think they're just okay. Well, I mean, they feel shoehorned in. But, like, the candy cane through the back of the mouth. That was fun, but where the fuck did that come from? The yard decoration? How can you be kissing on somebody and not feel that they got a candy cane shoved through the back of their goddamn head? It's a movie. I know, I know, but I'm a podcaster. I have to fucking 
pick at the scabs of the cinematic world. Maybe he was a really bad kisser, so she just thought, "Oh, he." There's not a lot of movement there. He just kind of presses. Maybe, and then maybe. she wouldn't have noticed. Well, the the kills were okay. Like the very first one that we see with like the throat slash, like that looked pretty all right. I was at least like, "Oh, I'm happy." It's cheap practical gore. This cool. I thought the slo- throat slash looked great. Looked pretty good. And, and then a lot of the other ones. That one was really surprising. Uh, yeah, that one was. That was just like sudden violence out of nowhere because we hadn't seen it at that point. So. That one did have a little bit of a shock factor. kind of set the bar for like, oh, okay, this might have some fun um, practical gore stuff in it. But then I thought the rest of them were just kind of lazy. It was just like, a stab. It was it was very stab. But then if it's also combined with Scream, that makes sense. Because Scream is only movie. stabby. A whole lot of stabby in there. Uh, but overall, I just felt like it was kind of lazy. It's like, yeah, there'd be a stab. There'd be some blood spray. Eh, that's about it. See, I just wanted more. I just didn't... I. I thought there should have been more deaths. Like they talked about how there were all these deaths, but we barely Didn't saw really them. Much, no. Yeah. Uh-uh. Um, I like the idea that the the killer is like the angel on top of the tree. That's kind of a cool outfit. Yeah. It's all right. Well, at first I just kept thinking of Assassin's Creed. Yeah, it did <laughs> look a all lot. They reminded oh me shit! <laughs> yeah, with the robes and stuff, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I actually hadn't thought about that. Now that's. All that I see, too. Yeah. Well, maybe I don't like it as much. <laughs> I was just like, this is... Well, like, mm. when he first appeared in the first world, and I was just like, man, this is an elaborate killer costume. Yeah, like, no who's kidding. hiring these, like, fancy assassins that look like Assassin's Creed? Yeah. I think it was okay. I've got a few more things that I want to say about it in the spoiler turf. Do you have anything else spoiler-free you want to talk about? I've already ventured into spoilery with what I'm saying. Yeah, all right. So let's just go ahead and get there. If you don't want it spoiled for you, like we said, it's fine. There, there's no like hardcore twist to this movie. No, not really. It's pretty much what you think it's going to be, which makes when they try to do some twists, which I'm going to talk about here in a second, just makes it completely unsatisfactory. Uh, scale of one to ten, what do you put it at? So this is what I told you, and I'm going to stick with it. So like, if this was a normal movie, I'd say it's a four. But Christmas movies have a much, much, much lower bar, even Christmas horror. Like, if you're under the genre of Christmas movie, that's a low bar. Sure. So it's probably like a six and a half-ish, maybe seven, for a Christmas wow. movie. But I love Justin Long. Yeah, but totally. As a regular movie, it's a four. I will... I will only watch this movie in the month of December. Oh, man, absolutely. So I, uh, and, and I doubt that I'll watch again anytime soon. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to watch it in 2023. No, uh, probably not 2024. Like, this is one of those ones where if you were like, I might watch this without you, do you mind? I'd be like, nope, don't mind. Uh, I'm going to go lower than you. I'd say like three out of 10. Justin Long Over, brings Even it up. for a Christmas movie? Yeah, even for a Christmas movie. Oh man! Think you about watch this. a Cinderella Christmas wish. I was literally about to say, can you imagine how disappointed I would be if I had one free Saturday during the holidays and I watched this over Cinderella Christmas <laughs> wish? I'd be fucking pissed. I'd be bummed. Or fucking what's the other one I like? Princess Switch Christmas <laughs> you love whatever. The Princess Switch. Oh man, I love that one. <laughs> There's so many I could watch instead of this, man. <laughs> they they are a bit more as- atmospheric because like when when she does go back into the alternate reality, it just you stop being so Christmassy everywhere. Everything's gray because the townspeople is the townspeople are sad yeah. and on crack. <laughs> sad and on crack for some <laughs> like, reason. 
<laughs> so yeah, that's where we're at with it. Not great. Let's get a little spoiler here because there are a few things in the movie that I want to talk about that are spoiler related that just really confound me the more I think about them. And also it just really makes me feel like this movie ran out of budget and there were scenes that were supposed to be filmed or stuff that got cut because they couldn't complete VFX or didn't film everything they needed to. Because there was some stuff in this movie where it was just suddenly like, we're doing what now? If there had been just even one more minute of this one thing you're referencing, it would have dropped it down even for a Christmas movie. But it was so low-key and unexplained and passed by so quickly that I, it's a Christmas movie. I don't fucking care. Man. So there at the end of the movie, when, uh, you know, in the alternate world, Justin Long has control over the town and he's built his mega shopping center. Although, who the fuck is wanting to go to this town where all these murders happen? I don't know. I mean, yeah, you have shopping and commerce and stuff, but also you're like the murder capital of the country. Good luck getting people to move there and go to your stores or whatever. But he's got this crowd of people around him, the townspeople and shit, and they're like hypnotized yeah, or they, under mind control. They have all these like bright turquoise eyes. They're glowing eyes and they're just like under this spell that's never Completely fucking explained. Completely unexplained. And then whenever he dies, it goes away. So it's like it's fucking magic. Yeah. It's just magic. He, he did, He's a witch. I guess he's a witch. Like there is some scene that was not filmed about this that was left out of this movie. Like they fucking forgot they ran out of money. I don't know what was going on with that. Maybe they just ran out of time and budget for Justin Long. Maybe. Like, they had him for, like, two days, and they're like, oh, shit, we didn't do the how he mind controls people scene. Ah, eh, just go with it. <laughs> it's, what? It's very random. Very out of fucking nowhere. That was pretty off-putting. I mean, the whole thing is, I mean, it's just right at 90 minutes, right? Yeah, it's like an hour and a half. At least it's not long. Yeah. I mean, I'll give it that. Uh, it also made no sense to me that in this alternate world, Joel McHale would have become a killer and like worked for the guy who killed his own son in the name of, of what? Like, why would he be doing that? So did he know that Justin Long is the one who killed his son? I don't know. I didn't Not explained. I didn't know. Well, no, I didn't think he did because he, that's why he got so mad at Winnie. Okay, but, but then Justin Long said something in the hypnotizing scene that made it sound like maybe he did know. Unclear. I didn't think it was that unclear. I thought it was Joel McHale was just so devastated by the death of his son that he just didn't care what all he was doing because nothing mattered because his only child was had been murdered and his wife was sleeping around. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> like, I guess... Not really clear, not explained. I, I think that even if he didn't know that Justin Long is the guy that killed his son, it'd be a really weird turn for a parent to put on the disguise and follow the actions of the person that murdered their kid. Yeah, no, that's weird. That's pretty weird. Yeah, that's, you know? but maybe he was hypnotized. But like, imagine, imagine a sequel to one of the Scream movies where it turns out that it's the parent of one of the dead kids... That's what they did the in the face. New York one. Oh, yeah, they kind of did that, didn't they? Yeah. They, okay. That's exactly what they did. Yeah, yeah. And I criticized it for that, so. Yeah. Yeah, it checks out. This is just not something I like. <laughs> I don't like when parents act like the killers of their own children. I don't get along with that. That's fair. I think that's pretty fair. It's a pretty <laughs> normal bar to have. 
So yeah, there's just stuff in this that just felt very rushed, sloppy, unexplained, and you're kind of just supposed to go with it. I think they're really hoping like the charisma of this being It's a Wonderful Life will keep you in the seat watching the movie. I wanted there just to be a fuckload more kills. Like I liked the kills there were. I just don't think we got near as many as I was looking forward to. Yeah, and there were also just long periods where there wasn't really suspense. There wasn't really comedy. It was just like, yeah, just some stuff's happening. Just some things. It wasn't that fun, and that's the thing that I had a problem with was when the other only two people in the movie theater who were on our row. Yeah, (laughs) not a packed house. Yeah, I mean, four people, two of them were us. But like... You know, we came in. We know exactly what we're going to see. And, like, we go in and we're, like, they're sitting on that front row, like, where we're going to go. And, you know, we're like, yeah. And just dead eye stare. And I'm like, this is... You they were guys there are, for a serious movie. Yeah. Oof. How how would you go into something like this and think it's not serious? I don't know. But it had kind of a, a weird balance where it felt like it sort of thought it was a horror comedy, but it wasn't really very funny or scary. Uh, especially some of those long periods I was talking about where it'd just be kind of in between kills and the movie would just kind of shuffle its feet for a while. That's so I was really hoping it would be like violent night level kills. That's like, that, that was, that was a fun one. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Like violent night was so much fun just cause it was like ridiculously gory and like constant, constant killing. And it was great. Yeah. I loved it. And that, that's what I wanted this movie to be. I'll definitely watch that one again this year. We oh. watched that last year, yeah. Yeah, we saw that one in theaters. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, overall, eh. Got any other thoughts about it you want to put out there? No, I mean, Justin Long is phenomenal. And it's worth watching on streaming just to see, like, him. But I, I don't think anybody needs to go to the theaters to watch it. But on the other hand, it is an original movie, and I want to support that. Like, that's better than remake after remake after remake. Although it is kind of a remake. It's a reimagining. But, the, I mean, I feel it like freaky and, yeah. like, I'm fine with that. Um, I forgot to mention, I'll give it props for positive LGBTQ vibes in here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. A lot of gay characters. Nobody makes a big deal out of it. Even at the end, our our main character, who we've seen have a boyfriend in the movie, kisses Bisexual representation. Girl. Yeah, she's just bi. And there's no, like, oh, I yeah. guess... Maybe I like girls too. Am I a bisexual? It's just like no, it just happens. Yeah, and they she, don't make she, a big deal of it. She I broke. Like that. She broke up with her boyfriend and then made out with the girl. Yeah, it's fine. You can do that. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. So at least add that going for it. I'll give it props for that. Honestly, I am still really enjoying the representation of women in movies now because it's just. 20 years ago, you would not have seen a horror movie with this many female characters that all have names. Yeah, that's true, too. You, you yeah. straight up would not. Mm-hmm. And, like, even though this movie's not great, like, it's at least well representative. Just, like, I don't know. Here's, like, an actual demographic of a small town and not a Hollywood demographic of a whole bunch of pretty boys and then just, like, girls in tiny shorts who don't have names. Leave that to my Hallmark movies. Right. That I like so much. <laughs> They're hardworking bakery owners, event planners, <laughs> stuff like that. Princesses in disguise. You yeah. know how it goes. Those, your, right. those are your Christmas movies. Those are my kind of Christmas movies. 
So check it out sometime, maybe if you're bored and you've seen all the other Christmas ones. There's a lot of other Christmas ones you should watch before this one, but maybe you just want something new. Eh, you could do worse. It's really just middle of the road. Yeah, totally agree. Let us know your thoughts about this one over on our Facebook group, our Instagram page, our Patreon page, everywhere you guys can follow us. Just look up Dead and Lovely Linktree. You'll find all the links to our socials. Let us know what you guys think about this one. That Patreon page is also where you can drop us some support for the show. And at $5 a month or more, you can submit a movie into the Smoking Bowl, where we'd randomly draw out of it at the end of the month and cover a movie based on your all suggestions. So don't delay. Sign up today and stay tuned for the next regular installment of Dead and Lovely. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.